Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. on the boss man show a special guest uh a guy i've known of Wednesday days at CMO with my guy rick raymond state um adam gordon the ceo of rising coaches coach gordon man how you doing brother i'm doing great boss man appreciate you having me on today anytime coach well, coach i want to have you on kind of, I, I, saw, I saw what you've been doing a long time at rising coaches it's kind of in the background here now with man with the pandemic it's really hit the forefront more so than ever right now so tell the people about rising coaches how you found it what was your inspiration for founding this great thing you have going helping coaches rise up in the, in the business here yeah um we started it back in 2010 myself and andy farrell we were both on staff at clemson um, we were both just getting our coaching careers started. Uh, and it's really clear that this is a business where you got to like know somebody just to even know what jobs are even open. Uh, there's a lot of like uh, mystique and a lot of unknown to like how to move up. There's very few resources and it's just a hard, it's a hard business. Um, and so we just thought like, why, you know, there, there were some things out there for, for younger guys that were like exclusive you know, there were some groups that were doing some things for like the next wave of stars mm -hmm. in the profession. And, you know, we were like, why don't we just put together something that's open to everybody? You know, anyone could come to it. You don't have to be on a list to get in. You don't have to know somebody who knows somebody. Um, and so that's what we did. We, we were like, let's, you know, we put together a community of coaches so that we could all rise through the profession together. And that's kind of where rising coaches comes from. Uh, and we started with a, you know, a conference, which we called the Rising Coaches Conference, which we're in our 11, 11th year of. Uh, and then that, that was great and, and, you know, did really well and word of mouth spread. And we added on a Final Four event. Um, and that was really it for nine years, boss man. Like we just did those two events. Uh, you know, our social media presence certainly was our biggest, you know, like factor in our growth, I think. That and, Most and word of mouth. and each year people would kind of move on in the, in the profession like they do and they move up and, and they would keep spreading word about how, you know, the relationships that they made through rising coaches helped them. Uh, and, and that was, that was kind of it. Um, and then last year uh, I decided to step out of coaching to do this full time. I, you know, there was, all, there was clearly a need for it. Uh, There's clearly a void in the coaching profession. Most definitely. And so I thought, I thought, let me, let me try to, put all my time and resources into this and see if we can grow it. And, and so the first thing we did was create a membership program uh, that tries to hit on the things that we try to hit on at our events. We try to provide it year round, which is just uh, the community, the relationships and, and the development. Uh, and so we started our, our membership program in October of 2019. And, and now 11 months later, we got 1300 members. So we're rolling. Yeah, and I'm asking this, Coach Gordon, how was it been out of the gym for a year? I know once you're in that mode of being in the gym all these years and now you're not in the gym, how was that for you, this transition from moving from being a coach and having to recruit guys, look at guys' grades, keep them in line, so now this is your full-time thing, rising coaches, trying to help other people in the business now. Yeah, it was interesting. The first couple months, I felt like a kid on summer break. It was like <laughs> – it's like, I'm free. <laughs> I don't have to worry about it. The first thing I did was unfollow verbal commits. I was like, I don't care where any of you guys are going anymore. <laughs> um, so there was certainly like that first initial period was like really nice um, to just like, it was kind of like a weight off, off my shoulders a little bit um, because you know how coaching is. You, you're wearing so many hats, mm -hmm. you know, you're, you're going 24 uh, seven. So it was really nice to, to slow down a little bit. But then after a couple months, I mean, like, you're talking about running a business by yourself from scratch. 
and it's not by myself, but I was the only full-time one. Um, so it doesn't really slow down, <laughs> you know, like the entrepreneurial lifestyle is not that much easier if at all. Um, so there were challenges with that. Uh, but you know, in terms of coaching, I, I didn't really miss it. I miss being around the guys every day. I miss being around the players. Um, every once in a while I'd start talking X's and O's with somebody and I'd be like, oh, I miss like game planning. But for the most part, I, I stayed so busy, uh, trying to figure out what the heck I was doing running a business that uh, I didn't miss it too much. Yeah, because, you know, I, I can only imagine once you get in that mode, you like like you said, you, like, you're free now because, like you said, guys don't understand this about coaching. You guys wear multiple hats. It's not just the gym. It's more than just the gym, like you said. And it's just a different animal, but a lot of people don't understand it like you and I do. It's like until you get in that world and see it up with the person, you're like, okay, yeah, it's more than just the, the court's the easy part almost. It's everything else around outside the court is the hard part. Yeah, if it was just the gym, it'd be awesome. But, you you know, like, there's so much more, especially at the college level, you know, probably the vast majority of what you're doing is non-basketball related. Um, but I loved every aspect of it. It was just, uh, it, it was, it was, it was nice to do something different. And it was nice to uh, kind of be the decision maker. You know, I, I never had the opportunity to be a head coach. And this is, I feel like I learned a lot of a lot of the lessons that I heard coaches talking about through our conferences over the years about when you finally move over to that head coaching role, I feel like I experienced them this year, you know, moving over to like running a business. Most definitely. And think about your, as a coach, as a coach, I love it that you do JUCO from NIA, D1, D2, D3, G League, WNBA, NBA. So, how did you get your tentacles and all those different facets of basketball? Because you're covering a, a wide array of coaches from the lower level to NIA all the way on up to the NBA. Well, yeah, again, that's, that's like what we started this thing to be is inclusive. And we didn't want it to be this like members only club. You got to be at a high major school to be in it. Like we really wanted it to be available to all coaches. We all love the game. We love to teach it. Uh, we got to share passion. It doesn't matter where you're at. Plus, you know how this business is. Like one minute you got a, a, a Duke polo on and the next minute you got, you know, like a high school polo on or something. Maybe maybe Duke was a bad example, but you know what I mean. Like, oh, yeah, of course. Uh, yeah. It changed us so, all. Yeah, there's so much turnover. And, uh, and so we, we don't like to classify by levels. We just – if you're a ball coach, if you want to connect with other ball coaches – if you want to learn, if you want to share what you know, then, like, we got a spot for you. Now, Coach Gordon, it had to be cool with, with the pandemic that coaches are more open to talk about things and they're not on edge as much because I'm pretty sure on Zoom calls, you're having ex-no conversations and while looking at different videos and how you break it down, having virtual clinics. So how has that been? I, I can only imagine the knowledge that's been dropped to these virtual clinics you guys are having via Zoom. Yeah, it's been amazing. Um, like I said, we started this membership platform uh, in October and it's, it's set up like a social media. You know, there's a message board you can post, you can DM people. Um, and then we, we did content through Zoom. So when this pandemic hit, you know, we were kind of, you know, of course we had to like cancel our in-person events, which is what we've hung our hat on for 10 years. But we kind of were built for this a little bit. Um, we already had the online platform. We already had, you know, expertise in Zoom. <laughs> um, and at the time, people were still were trying to figure it out and how to get off mute and all that stuff. So, um, so yeah, there's no question that, like, this pandemic, as crazy as it sounds, like, certainly accelerated our growth. And, and we saw, like, a ton of growth in our membership uh, in March and April and May. Those three months were, were off the charts for us. And for as helping the resources with, with, with the coaches, do you help the guys for as with uh, interviewing for a bigger job and how, who, what to say and what's do you? I work with the search, search firm firms. I know those are big and D one right now search firms determining the job. So how do you help the coach navigate trying to move up the ladder and do it the right way and not get stuck in neutral in one place forever? Yeah, for sure. So. um we, we really try to attack that from two ways. Number one is like relationships and like, you know, it like who, who, you know, in this business is everything. Um, 
our Georgia guy, Corey Black, always says it. Your your network is your net worth, right? Um, so, you know, we really uh, put a lot of intention into trying to make sure that our members are meeting other coaches. Um, so we do different programs. Of course, we have our Zooms every single day, and that's a great way to meet people. Uh, but we also have programs like Coach to Coach, where on the 1st and 15th of every month, we partner our members up with another member. And so even you do this year round, uh, you know, you're going to meet 24 new coaches, even when you're in the middle of your season and you're ripping and running and you feel like you don't have time to do it. You're going to like, we pair you up and you'll find 10 minutes at least to do it. Um, and so we really try to invest in like making sure that they're expanding their network. Uh, so that's number one. And then number two, we do bring in speakers and, and that's been, one of the, the things that people seem to like best is the diversity of our content. Uh, we'll have everything from, you know, a coach coming in and breaking down pick and roll defense or a matchup zone to bringing in a search firm exec or an AD and, and running an interview workshop for us. And not only talking about, you know, how to perform in an interview, but putting our members through, you know, mock interview situations and making them answer questions on the spot. Um, and getting them those reps uh, that you can't really replicate anywhere else. Most definitely. You know, what I love about coaches is making the practice plan and the scouting reports. Those things always interest me because I love to know, like, the matchups, the practice plan, because that's uh, those things are so key to your days, the practice plan and that, those game plan disciplines. Because, you know, for me, being around the NBA the way I am, I'm, 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 they're big on game plan discipline, practice plans, and how to structure each day. So teaching the uh, assistant coach that who only gives suggestions to when they move over that one C has to be very key to teach them the practice plan and, and putting them together a game plan. Having a scout a team is one thing, having to know about everybody and how to help your coaches determine what, what – you want to run based on what opponent is something a skill they can acquire, and I think you guys are helping these young these guys get there with your X and O workshops you guys are doing. Yeah, and I and I think we're giving them an opportunity to show that they can do that stuff. You know, like I'll give you an example. Tommy Strine is a member of ours, um, and he was the ops guy at Lamar. He'd been, you know, in support staff roles for about ten years at college basketball. Uh, ops guy there. He was at American. Um, he was at uh, Richmond uh, and you know how it is like that you never get, you got to get over that hurdle of you got no recruiting experience, right? Mm -hmm. How can I move you up? Cause you've never been on the road, never been on the court. Well, he was able to, you know, one of the things we do for our members is we help showcase them and promote any type of content that they're putting out. Um, and he was able to do a series on the Princeton offense. Uh, and from that uh, coach, uh, Coach Irving at, at uh, Chicago State saw it, and he he was interested in running the Princeton offense at his with his program. And so the next thing you know, Tommy gets that assistant job. And so he was able to showcase that, hey, I am more than an ops guy. I do have this, like, skill set. I can implement the, the Princeton offense. And he was able to show that through through the Rising Coaches platform. So, um, yeah, I, I think in addition to – to helping provide some of that resources. We're also giving people the opportunity to show what they can do. Most definitely, because, you know, just look at the NBA here, Coach Gordon. Like, Eric Spolstrom was a video coordinator. Look where he's at now. You know, so, like, a lot of guys slept on who's a, who actually are on the bench, but they know the game of basketball. Once you're around enough, you you know what's going on. You know, <laughs> like, you know, if you, if you really get your mind into the game of basketball and you can show it, people will see. And I think it's so amazing that you're giving guys opportunities because, like I said, if you don't get the opportunity to show yourself, you just be an ops guy the rest of your career. Going for plays like training polos every other year, you know, because <laughs> you're just an ops guy. You know, and I think it's so great what you guys are doing, Coach Gordon. I think it's amazing that Coach had his resource in you and your organization because I think it's great going up. A lot of coaches move up in his business as guys kind of age out. The new wave is coming here real soon. Yeah, well, I appreciate it. And, and, uh, like I said at the, at the jump, there just isn't any resources out there for coaches. And this, this business is hard. <laughs> you know, it's really hard. Like, we need resources. Yes. So, uh, hopefully, we're, we're doing a good job providing. I think, I think we are. I think you are, man. And, you know, uh, I think that, you know, it's, it's just amazing, you know, to see, you know, guys coming together, you know, because like, I, I know coaches, actually, it's, it's, a, it's a cutthroat business. You know, this is very cutthroat. And they're getting guys to come together on the same page and not feel like that 
ego of threatening because I, I know coaches and the business who are very ego driven and threatened by the least little thing and have an organization with all of you all together and it's really no we're all trying to help each other it's not so much we're competing against each other it's not a threat per se we're all in this together for the same common cause I think that's amazing yeah that, that is, you hit on a great point there boss man because like people in our industry are so catty and they're so like jealous of each other and that's a major problem too and I, I don't know that we're solving that, but we're at least bringing people together and, and making it more of a fraternity, uh, brotherhood, a sisterhood, whatever. Uh, and again, just harping on like genuine relationships, like build relationships with these people. If they have success, be happy for them. Uh, if you're tight with them, then maybe, maybe now they're in a position where they can help you someday. But, uh, you know, don't even, we try to, we try to harp on the fact, don't even worry about that. Just, just build relationships. You're in this hard profession together. You yes. get things in common with each other. Just, just lean on each other. That's it. Coach Gordon, my text messages are funny because I, 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 I kind of sense the cadence and some text I get from certain people. I'm like, wow. I'm glad I'm Mr. Radio guy that you, that you vent to. And I'm not in it. I'm not in it. Because <laughs> I'm like, wow. wow. You know, but I get it. And it happens in the NBA too with players and coaches. It's, it's just amazing when somebody gets hired or somebody gets let go or somebody. It's just the text messages I receive, Coach Gordon, you probably see them too. Sometimes it makes you want to just shake your head like, wow, what am I doing in this crazy world? <laughs> <laughs> no question. Yeah, and like coaching, I'm sure every industry has it a little bit, you know what I mean? But I think coaching is like one of the only professions where like your success is not determined on how good of a job you do. Like you could be the best assistant coach in the world, and if your team sucks and you lose a bunch of games, like, you know, you're not going to get rewarded. It's just – just how it is. Or you could be bad at your job and just be in a great situation and continue to move up. Um, and that gets frustrating for people. And I get that. But if you just trust the process, continue to be a good person and, and be really good at what you do, you know, I'm a believer that, that things will work itself out. Most definitely. And I know you was probably playing on Gambino Atlanta for, for, the, for the Final Four. I know that uh, burned me too. That's, you know, I was having a lot of interviews with guys coming to town, man. So um, with the whole pandemic here thing going on and basketball season kind of being up in flux right now so what are you guys doing for preparing guys for the season or uh, what things you have coming up coming up for the zooms and especially zoom events for guys until things get going here may hopefully november 25th is the date or december the 4th or what are you guys got coming for guys coming up here yeah well we we continue to have tons of programming on zoom every day um and that's one of the biggest things that you know, our members get access to all those plus everything in our archives. So we record everything and store it on our member site. Um, but we do have a couple of things coming up that we're excited about um, October 5th through the 9th. And, and we haven't put this out there yet. So we're breaking news on the Boss Man Show here. I love it. <laughs> we're going uh, to host our 11th annual Rising Coaches Conference um, via Zoom on October 5th through the 9th, which is our one-year anniversary of our membership. Um, so all week long, we're going to put together some great programming. Uh, we're going to have a lot of sales and discounts, uh, to try to drive membership during the course of that week. And we're going to celebrate some of the people who, you know, helped make rising coaches is, you know, into what it is, because this really has been, you know, a group effort of, of people over the course of 10 years now. Um, and we'll bring some of those people back in to talk about, you know, their careers and how they progress and how the, you know, how the organization has helped you know, help them out in their career and in their lives. And Coach Gordon, let me ask you this question. What have you heard feedback from coaches about recruiting via Zoom? Because I've had some guys on the show, some like it, some don't like it, they refer to personal relationships with the players, seeing guys in person, their parents in person. So do you feel like the Zoom recruiting would be a part of the footprint going forward because for schools that are smaller without the budget to recruit it can actually expand your footprint via zoom by while in other schools it may not work as well so what was your being the coach telling you about the recruiting via zoom right now i think most people like it to be honest um let me tell you something boss man when kids come on visits that is a lot of work that like goes into that i mean and so much of it is so stupid uh you're sitting there trying to make sure you got the right candy bars to leave on their hotel room uh, 
because he, you know, so you're doing recon on social media. Oh, this kid likes Snickers. Let's make sure we got a Snickers bar waiting for him. Wow. Like, are you kidding me? Like, that is the type of stuff that coaches do. And that's great. That's attention to detail. If that's what you do, more power to you. But, you know, that's a lot of, that's a lot. And so when you're able to do it through Zoom, I think you cut out a lot of that, that BS, you know, to be completely honest. And it gets, you know, to the relationships. And, and I think that's what kids are. I think kids are leaning more on their relationship with these staffs to make their decision now uh, than going on campus and getting blown away by facilities or the city uh, or just the, like how great of a time they have. Now there's something to be said for face-to-face, like, you know, interaction and you lose some of that there, but I do think coaches are enjoying. uh, I think it's, I think this process is a lot faster you're not having to like sit around for four to eight hours straight babysitting recruits. Um, you know, you get on zoom, you talk to them for an hour, maybe you do it again the next day. Uh, so I think that part of it is good, but there's certainly like positives and negatives to both of it. Most I do def- think you'll see it going forward though. I think it'll continue to be part of it. Most definitely. I think it's good because they said cut out, cut, out, cut out all the BS. Actually, I've seen some of it myself, and I'm like, there's no way. <laughs> it's like, either you're coming or you're not. You know? <laughs> right. I, w- I wouldn't be a good recruiter. I would be like, you're either coming or you're not. I'm not about to kiss up here and kiss, you, kiss the ring for you, you know? <laughs> but, right. But I get it, man. It, but I do feel like for the schools a little bit smaller, it's helped them a lot. They've been able to get in guys or they wouldn't ever have to talk to. So I feel like for a smaller university, it gives you maybe a, a bigger chance and saves you on your recruiting budget to maybe get some guys in there. Because our coaches have told me with smaller schools that, hey, it's helped us get some guys who usually wouldn't ever be able to get, get our hands on. So I think – it definitely can help small schools for sure who revive off those budgets because, yes, you know, Coach Nancimo, I know I'm, I'm on the Tennessee State, so I, I know how it is. But the budgets are very tight. So the way you could save some money on one, one end and help some down the road is, is any way you want to go for sure. Yeah, I think you're also going to see, like, who can really evaluate uh, and who really does their homework. Because you know how it is. You go to, like, if a kid has one good game at Peach Jam – all of a sudden he's going to get 10 offers pouring just off of that. Well, was that a fluke? Is that really who the kid is? You know, like I think now you're going to see like who really dug into film, watched a large sample size and made like good decisions. I was going to ask you, Kyle, to this question about uh, Atlanta. No, I'm here in Atlanta, based out of Atlanta here. So tell me about your experience here in Atlanta recruiting and coming here, the, the coach, games with Georgia Tech, we used to Clemson. Uh, so how was how your experience with the state of Georgia and Atlanta specifically, coach? How's that been for you in your career when you was in the gym there coaching? Uh, I'm sorry, re- just recruiting Atlanta in general? Yeah, uh-huh. how, how was ever uh, looking at guys in Atlanta here, uh, trying to find young men to play for you, also in coaching here as well, when you coach with Georgia, Georgia against Georgia Tech here, we come here to play games. How was it coming to town? Yeah, well, Atlanta's got some of the best basketball, you know, in the country, especially, like, in the South. If you look at, like, basketball in the South, like, Atlanta is definitely, uh, if not the best, one of the best. There's there's no shortage of talent, and there's no shortage of really good coaches. Um, now, it can be hard, you know, depending on where you're at. It can be hard to get kids out of Atlanta or whatever, uh, but uh, – I really enjoyed it, and, and we really never ran even even when we were at SEMO, like we were able to get kids to Missouri from Georgia. So I think I think if you know what you're looking for, uh, and you're good at be, being able to build relationships, and you're just genuine, uh, I think I think uh, there's there's certainly a lot of talent there. And we always had great, especially when I was at Clemson, we recruit we recruited the hell out of Georgia and had some great players: Andre Young, Tanner Smith. Uh, were two guys that came in from Atlanta that that were really good for us. Now, Georgia Stars guy and a Georgia Blazers guy. Oh yeah, yes indeed. You know, and I, I, I love the Peace Jam. I love at Lake Point as well. You know, all the different great terms they have there in the springtime there. So I know the city of Atlanta is good to college basketball coaches in general. And you know what, coach? Before I let you go, man, I gotta ask you, man. Since since you're uh, in this role now of being a businessman, you know, so. What what's, what's been your most uh, prideful moment, your happiest moment since, since this past year that's been running a business on your own and being your own boss and seeing your baby, per se, blow up the way it has? Because I know for me in the radio game, 
seeing what has happened to the show was, it makes me feel great knowing what's going on. So for you in this role where you're the head guy in charge of some, you really put your heart and soul into to grow the way has, how's it making you feel? And how's that, that feeling to know, Hey, the vision was there and, and it worked itself. I could put in all the hard work and I grinded to make it happen this way. Yeah. Great question. Um, definitely the most rewarding part always for rising coaches is, is seeing like people get jobs through whether directly through us or through a connection they made through us. Uh, that's always super rewarding. And that, that happens every year. And, and this year has been no shortage of that. Uh, and especially like in a hard off season with not much movement. Uh, each one of those is more, you know, like a little, a little bit sweeter this off season. Um, but I'll tell you, like in turn, personally, like probably the most rewarding thing is, you know, we built this membership platform in October. Um, and, you know, like when you're in charge, you got to deal with a lot, but you also have yeah. to deal with your own like self-doubt. Uh, you know, when you're people talk about like it's lonely at the top, not that I'm at the top or whatever, but it is you, you are the one that has to make the decision. And so, like, you've got to like uh, deal with the weight of those decisions. And uh, the first few months, you know, we launched in October, uh, and just like anything, like it takes time to build something. And we built that membership site out. And we had that message board in October, November, December. Every post was like for me, you know. It was just like I, you know, like, like is this working? Like, is this going to take off? And then January, February, like, I didn't even have to post anything anymore. People were just like, once I saw that message board going on its own. Mm -hmm. And I could just sit back and watch it. That was really rewarding seeing that like, hey, this is, this is like actually come to fruition. Our members are bought in. Not only are they bought in, they're providing the content and the interaction with each other. And I can like sit back and just watch. Uh, that, that's been the most rewarding thing is like seeing that actually like happen and be like, you know what? I think this is actually like works. Most definitely. Coach Gordon, I'm, thankful for your site and for helping coaches. I love the business of coaching. I love a lot of guys in the business. So anyway, I can help you and interview guys. You want me to interview for your, your, your organization, guys, and your, your members. I will do it for you. No problem here, coach. I mean, I can help you and help any, any of you guys let me know because I love to help out you guys and make sure you guys get the platform you need to get and have people hear about what you guys are doing because it's very important what you're doing. People need to see the work you guys are putting in for other guys coaching the business because it's great to see a fraternity of coaches together for one common goal. Boss, man, I, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate you giving us the platform. And I know you had our guy, Brian Burton, on last week who did a great job. Um, so I just appreciate you uh, shining the spotlight on us and, and, you know, raising awareness for it. And I'll give it a quick plug, if that's all right. Oh, right anybody, Yeah. <laughs> if anybody <laughs> listening is, uh, is interested in joining, just visit risingcoaches.com uh, and you can sign up. It's uh, $120 for the year. It's a yearly membership. Um, and you know, we feel like we provide a lot of value for it. So, uh, risingcoaches.com again is a website, check it out and then stay tuned for, for our 11th annual rising coaches conference, October 5th through the 9th. Hey, thanks coach Gordon. You did, hey, you did a great job, man. You might can take my job reading promos. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I think I'm going to let you keep the crown, man. you you, you do a better job than I do. But boss, man, I appreciate it. Hey, it's that coach Gordon. Be safe, brother. I'll talk to you real soon, man. All right, thank you. It's Adam Gordon here on the Boss Man Show. For all your photo, video, and voiceover needs, check out the fine folks at Blu-ray Productions. They will take good care of you. If you don't believe me, you can see for yourself. Check out their work at blueberryproductions.tv, the Facebook page, Blueberry Productions, also a Vimeo page, a YouTube page, and it's Blueberry, B-L-U-B-E-R-R-Y, Prod on Twitter. Check them out today. Blueberry Productions, great people, great work, great service. Hey there, your yard took a real beating this summer. Luckily, Scott's Turf Builder Winter Guard has your back. Just feed your grass with Scott's again this fall when the air is cool and the soil is warm. It's the perfect time to give your lawn a boost. If you do, Winter Guard will give your yard the nourishment it needs to help weak, thin grass recover and support root growth, giving you a greener, more resilient lawn both now and next spring. Guaranteed. Grab a bag of Scott's Turf Builder Winter Guard today. You'll be back to barbecuing in no time. This is a Scott's Yard. 
Hey, parents, we all try to be extra careful with our children in the car, but then we get an important call or text. Remember, our children are watching. Make every drive a good example. Be in the zone. Turn off your phone. Visit childrenshospital.vanderbilt.org slash BITZ to learn more about our teen driver safety program. Brought to you by Monroe Carroll Jr. Children's Hospital at Vanderbilt, the Ford Motor Company Fund, and the Allstate Foundation. Hello, my name is Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant, focused on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student-athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academics.com and athleticsconsulting.com. Once again, www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at Coach TWheel24 or Instagram Travis L. Williams24. Or you can call me at 404 542 607. Once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Bossman Radio Show, covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you. Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. Today we have them from Family Grinding NC, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to give you two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip-hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, illstreetrex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today, True Speech, and 313 Fresh, Family Grind, ENT. Believe in it, get it. A gorgeous tan from Suntan City gives you an inner glow that relights the fire when you run into your first crush. Vicky, who is that? An old boyfriend. Lucky you just tanned at Suntan City. Lucky he's single. We're doing lunch tomorrow. Won't be single for long then. During Tour of the City, try all five tans, including spray tan, for just $4.99. Restrictions may apply. Click to buy now. When you're a teen, you finally get to make some of your own decisions. Who are you going to hang out with? What do you want to be? Are you going to glance at that text while driving? Remember, a split second is all it takes for something tragic to happen. Be in the zone. Turn off your phone. Visit childrenshospital.vanderbilt.org slash B-I-T-Z to learn more about our teen driver safety program. Brought to you by Monroe Carroll Jr. Children's Hospital at Vanderbilt, the Ford Motor Company Fund, and the Allstate Foundation. It's maybe the night that my dreams might let me know All the stars are closer, all the stars are closer Tell me what you gonna do to me Confrontation ain't nothing new to me You could bring a bullet, bring a sword, bring a morgue But you can't bring the truth to me Alexa, play Kendrick Lamar and SZA Okay With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. Yeah, yeah, it's your man, JC, the host with the most, baby. And it goes down each and every Saturday night right here in the city of Memphis. That's right, y'all. It goes down at Clicks Sports Bar Memphis, baby. 3705 Malco Way, Memphis, Tennessee, 38125. Come out and join us, the Three Kings, each and every Saturday night for the liveest karaoke in the city. Everybody gets in free till 10 p.m., only $5 after. Great food. We got drink specials. We got all kind of games, man. We got the pool tables popping. Whatever you want, we got you, man. Come on out. Have a good time with us each and every Saturday night. That's Clicks Sports Bar, Memphis. All right, folks, back in the Boss Man Show. Here with the coach for every and Panthers coach, Byron Smith, here on the Boss Man Show. Coach Smith, being watching, I'll talk to you, man. How you doing, man? I'm doing well, and yourself? 
doing good, Coach. Well, Coach, I start off here, man. Uh, I tell you what, uh, in March here on my birthdays, where everything kind of went down here with the COVID and people canceling games. So, how was it for you all going to the SWAT tournament going on? Uh, to go to Birmingham, and how's that for you all going from the SWAT tournament to spring break, probably, and guys being home for the whole semester? How'd you all manage that whole process, Coach? Well, it just kind of hit us kind of, you know, obviously unexpectedly. So, um, you know, we just – we really didn't know really how to proceed. Obviously, we were, we were in Birmingham, like I said, getting ready to play the second round of the tournament, and then we got news that the tournament would be canceled. So we thought possibly um, maybe, you know, we would get in that large bid to the NCAA tournament. And obviously, they, a few days later, they came out and said the NCAA tournament was canceled as well. So then it was uh, obviously getting back to campus. Um, you know, school was kind of still going on, but then all of a sudden it was – everything was kind of shut down. So – uh, we really went from, you know, being a group, being there together to, uh, you know, having to, you know, text and, and phone calls and then Zoom calls with our players. And they were, you know, had a lot of questions, you know, were they going to get our seniors? Were they going to get a chance to come back and, and finish out the season? And obviously for me, I would have loved that because we had two of the better players in the league and that we had a really, really good group. So um, it just, it was just a lot of uncertainty as to what, what was going to happen. And I felt bad because I didn't have a lot of the answers and our mm-hmm. players had a lot of questions. Uh, so what we did quickly, we just shifted to, you know, really hitting your books and trying to finish up strong academically. We'll wait to, to hear what's going to happen. Um, the possibility of um, maybe getting some additional time, you know, for our seniors. And, but obviously that was shot down. Um, so it, it just went, it was kind of a sad ending that we didn't get a chance to finish the way that we wanted to, but I was real pleased that our, our student athletes, our young men finished up strong academically, had one of the better semesters GPA wise, team GPA wise that, we, that we've had since I've been the head coach at Prairie View. So it was productive, sad. They didn't get a chance to play anymore, but they, they still have moved, moved on. And I think they're going to be very productive, uh, you know, moving forward, uh, in life. Well, Coach, you was, I watched the game you played against Texas Southern the previous year. Uh, it was a heck of a game you guys played. You got to go to the tournament. You go on a game there in Dayton. So, so let's go back that a little bit before you, Coach. That was a great experience for you guys, man, seeing you play that team so hard and getting to win the tournament. So how was that for your group the, the previous year when you guys accomplished that? Uh, it was it was a lot of fun. It was surreal. If they had one word I could, I could use to describe it, uh, a lot of hard work. Um, I was just so happy that, you know, our young men, they bought in and, and uh, they believed uh, believed in us as a coaching staff and believed that the message that we, uh, we got across to them for the entire year. Um, and obviously to get to that level, uh, finally, uh, to get to that level and to be able to come out on top and then have a chance to move on to the NCAA tournament. We, we talked about it, um, you know, that entire year that we had the potential to be a postseason team, uh, to be able to participate in the postseason. Um, and just for it all to kind of come together like that with a, with a special group, it was really, really exciting, uh, fulfilling for us as a staff. We put a lot of hard work into it. Um, and just, you know, these young men just, like I said, just really bought in, um, worked extremely hard, um, you know, just always pushing each other. They were really a close-knit group. Um, so it was more of a – we developed into be, becoming a family in that year, and it carried over into this year, but uh, definitely a special time. Uh, that 2018 19 Wish we could have gone a little further uh, in the postseason, but uh, 17 and one, you know, I think any coach would take that as a conference record uh, postseason play. So, definitely a fun time, exciting time. And I think that team will probably go down as one of the best, if not the best team that Prairie View's ever had uh, for a single season. So, definitely proud of the accomplishment. And, um, but you know, when you have a little success, you know, you get a little greedy, you kind of want more and more and more. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, we had a solid season this year um, and had a chance to go back to the tournament. And hopefully, uh, whenever we get word and, and however this deal is going to play out with this season, I think we've got a talented group this year that's got a chance to uh, do some special things as well. When I watch your team play, Coach, what I love about your team is your, your team always plays hard and they are engaged in timeouts, which is very – I always judge the team's willingness to buy into the coaches by doing timeouts so they engage in timeouts so they finish what you're drawing up because your team plays hard, you coach them hard, but they play hard for you, which I appreciate about you and your program because you coach them hard, but they also play hard for you and they, and they get results as well from the hard coaching that you give your team. Yeah, they uh, – all, all the young men that we, we've been fortunate, all the young men that we've recruited – uh, they come from great families. So uh, solid foundation, very respectful young men. Uh, obviously, they're college students. They're going to have their fun and be silly at times and things like that. But it was, it was just a fun group to coach uh, last year's team and this year's team. And you're right, they do pay attention uh, because they're basketball people. 
and uh, you know they they want to learn, they want to get better, they want to improve. Um, you know, we we give them a lot of respect as young men, uh, give them a lot of freedom to be able to to, to play, you know, their game and things like that. And I think in return, uh, the respect is given back to us as a staff. They know that we're in it for the right reason, and we're, the only reason that we're here is, is for their best interest. Um, so it's just click. Uh, when we speak, they listen. But at the same time, smart coaching staff is when the players speak uh, and, and they're always respectful. Uh, we give them that same respect and we listen to them and they've got different ideas and things like that, things that they may, uh, you know, this play right here works, coach, a little bit more. Hey, coach, I'm, I'm hot. You know, I, oh, hey, coach, I think I got a mismatch. You know, the guy guarding me, I think I'm bigger, stronger, quicker, faster, whatever the case may be. So I think the respect is there. Uh, from us uh, as a staff, and they give it back to us, um, you know, as, as players. We give it to them as players, and they give it back to us as a staff. So uh, they're definitely always engaged. And uh, like I said, just a real neat uh, group to coach these past two years. And, Coach, uh, with the guys being at home all this time, uh, how did your strength coaching yourself and your staff kind of get those guys things to work on for is staying in shape? Because I know you may not have a hoop at your house, but you don't want to get back to on campus now and be starting from scratch, right? So how did you and your strength coaching your staff kind of give guys things to do at home and kind of keep them a somewhat quasi-shape when you get them back, trying to get them back in the groove of things now with November 25th, maybe down the road being some, a date you guys started? Well, you know, over the spring, um, you know, we, we lost quite a few guys, uh, but we had our, our, our incoming guys. So our strength coach, uh, uh, Coach Coach AB, we call him, did a really good job just communicating with those guys, sending those guys workouts and things like that. He has since departed and moved on to another um, uh, a job. So the strength coach that we have now, uh, Coach Leonard, who's a really, really uh, a strong uh, young strength and conditioning coach that's here at Prairie View works with the football team. So we're kind of borrowing him this year. Uh, he's kind of been talking to some of the guys uh, a little bit. They haven't had a chance to work with him as of yet because we've been shut down, but he's been sending them some information and things like that. Uh, so, I, so these guys, when we've seen them, they, they all look in pretty good shape. Obviously they haven't uh, been through a practice yet, the new guys, but uh, they, they look like they're in pretty good shape. They're raring to go. Uh, so we think here pretty soon, once we kind of get, you know, back in the weight room and, uh, and we kind of get things going again on a regular basis. Uh, we, we think things will fall into place, and we think that, um, you know, we'll, we'll get back to where we need to be uh, pretty quick, and uh, hopefully we get the okay to play. Like you say, November 25th is the date they're throwing out. December 4th is another date they're throwing out. We just want to get back to the court and start playing basketball, the game that we love. So we'll, we, we think we'll be in pretty good shape um, in terms of our strength, our conditioning, uh, and our basketball uh, skills, I think that will, will take form and take shape. And um, I think if we do get a chance to play this year, I think we got a chance to have a really, really solid team and a solid year. Now, Coach, I'm worried about you guys for this reason, Coach, is because I know being HBCU graduate myself at Tennessee State University, I know how it is for the guarantee games. And those, I've seen some contracts. I've seen the COVID clauses in the contracts where you, you get this number if you play, if you're fans, mm -hmm. fans of this number. And I know from being HBCU grad myself that, hey, you got to raise money for your football, men's basketball, women's basketball, basketball, basketball. It's how you raise money for mm -hmm. everything else. So mm -hmm. how worried are you and your administration about, you know, if the games aren't, November the 25th, a lot of money will be gone by then. You try to make that money back up to fund everything else around the campus. Well, you know, fortunately for us, I, we got a great administration. Then we got a great system being in the, in the A&M system. So um, I think, you know, even if we, you know, don't get all of the guaranteed money that we set out to and that we've been mandated to bring in, I still think we'll, we'll be able to have our bills paid and be able to uh, have a season. Um, but obviously for us, it would be great for us to, you know, if we do play, obviously, and get through the season, get to the NCAA tournament, or maybe we can make some of the money back that we missed out on uh, by being an NCAA tournament team um, and maybe make, you know, obviously make money for the, for the entire conference. So that's kind of how we're thinking. But uh, we've been assured that, that um, you know, all the things that we're going to need to have our basketball season this year, uh, you know, that I guess we got a little bit of a, uh, a reserve tank, uh, maybe <laughs> <laughs> Maybe some, some, some cans that have been buried somewhere in the backyard of the campus that we'll be able to go get and um, to be able to, um, you know, ha have the season that we, that we need to have and everything. So I, I think we'll be fine in that regard. Now, Coach, uh, speaking of uh, your, 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 your young men, how have you talked to them about the COVID thing? Because, you know, they're young guys, 18, 20, and they want to go out and have fun and party and see girls. And how are you stressing them that, hey, one mistake can ruin us all. We can all get well, on our break. So how are you trying to keep them in line? Hey, you have to say no. We, we, we really want to say yes. 
Yeah, just tell them, you know, about being responsible. And uh, this is probably one of the most difficult times for our entire country. And, the, and it's not normal. It's a new normal. Um, and you have to be responsible. And you, and you have to be selfless. And what I mean by that is, um, if, you know, younger people, they're saying they're not really showing a lot of the symptoms. But these our, our young players are around other people, you know, older people. Uh, no matter where, where it may be, family members, uh, professors, uh, no matter coaches that may be a little bit older, that may not be as healthy. So you, by you not being responsible, you're feeling okay. Uh, if, you have, if you have contracted the virus, you can spread it and you can give it to someone that may not be, his immune system may not be as strong as yours. So, you know, you got, you're going to have to limit, you know, your access and being around people is difficult, uh, you know, necessary places to go you know do go but if you don't have to go to a place being out in public uh you know restaurants or, or things that nature the mall uh you're gonna have to be very self self selfless and you're gonna have to sacrifice a lot this these are the messages that we've been telling them for a while now and um I, I think to this point i think that they've kind of followed the instructions and they haven't done too much i think all of them are in, in pretty good shape and covid free we'll keep our fingers crossed hopefully it'll continue to be that way uh, so I, I think our team has been very responsible, and I'm proud of them for that. But it's not over yet. We got a lot of work to do, um, and, and and it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna be a while, I think, before uh, they'll be able to get back to their normal and to doing the things that they've always done. But uh, we're gonna constantly remind them: uh, safety first, uh, academic second, basketball third. Most definitely. And, Coach, I know what you've been an HBCU head coach, man, what's going on with the country with uh, social unrest right now. How have you using these Zoom meetings kind of tell your young men that, hey, you got to be very vigilant. This is happens in real life. And, you know, take off your privilege and jerseys. Yes, a young black man, <laughs> you know, it, you can't lose sight of that, right? So how have you been using these Zooms to teach these young men what you and I know, being with our experience in life, that, hey, it's, once you take off your basketball jerseys, you're just a black man. You need to be careful and watch how you move. It's just like the same, the same uh, story we tell them with the whole COVID about being safe. Uh, you know, you are, you know, uh, African-American. This is a, a very difficult time right now. Uh, you know, limit your, again, limit your access. You know, even if we, we, we've talked about this, uh, you know, since I've been the head coach. I mean, obviously with the George Floyd and Breonna Taylor, uh, these situations, you know, the, um, these new crises that have, that, have, that, have, that have come up in the last, you know, four to five to six months, uh, obviously the, the, the nation is kind of, you know, paying attention. So it's a lot of, um, you know, attention being paid to, uh, you know, the injustices, you know, in our society. But, you know, where we are, where we're located out here in Walla County, it's not a lot of us out here. Um, so we've, we've talked to our guys all the time about uh, your dress, your image, you know, when you're going places, making sure that you uh, are not being too casual. You have to be aware, you know, wearing your hat backwards, I mean, that may be okay in some places, but I think that that is something that gets the attention of, um, you know, of, of police officers that may not be fans of athletes, that may not be fans of African-American people. Uh, so you have to be very, very careful. If you do get pulled over, you do get stopped in public, uh, riding down the road, be respectful. Be respectful to the officer. Try to defuse any situation. Don't be mouthy. Um, you know, yes, sir, no, sir, never hurt anybody. Uh, so we talk to these guys all the time about that, about the image and about you know, projecting the right image uh, that I'm a college student, I'm an athlete, and I'm only here to do the right thing. Uh, if you're speeding and they give you a ticket, you know, hey, don't don't give me any, don't give me any lip back. Just hey, just take the ticket. Uh, if it's a hundred dollars, that that's nothing compared to your life. So we we talk to them all the time about um, you know not being four and five in a car. I mean, I, I think that is something that gets the attention of. Of, of officers who, again, may not be uh, fans, you know, may not, uh, you know, care much for African-American people. So um, just to be very, very careful, you know, be very careful, be respectful. Uh, don't be out at night, you know, around the campus, off the campus, unless you absolutely have to, uh, you know, 12, one o'clock in the morning, you should probably be in your apartment in your dorm, not out riding around, joy riding and looking for something to get into. We talk to them about this all the time for years and years and years. And fortunately for us here at Prairie View, we haven't had many cases of our athletes having issues with the police. Um, but, you know, we got new guys here now. So uh, getting them accustomed to how things are around the area and the environment, uh, you know, just, you know, just be smart. 
You know, if you don't have to go out, don't go out. You know what I mean? And again, but the main thing is be safe, be respectful, uh, be aware that these are some difficult times right now. There's a lot of uh, attention being paid and, and everybody, even on the other side, I mean, they're not happy with the, the, the negative light that some of the police officers have, have been placed in. Um, so I think, you know, you could easily have some police officers that are mad about that, uh, that are angry and, um, you know, that think that, you know, the way that they handle the situation with, with a young person uh, may be the appropriate way. We see it differently. You know, maybe they feel threatened. Maybe they've had a situation as a police officer where they've seen one of their fellow officers, you know, be harmed, you know, by someone. And, you know, they're, they're kind of, you know, a little bit um, on edge a little bit about it and, and maybe they're a little bit maybe be a little bit too excessive in some of the in some of the treatments of, of, of some of these young young african-american people so i know i'm saying a lot uh boss but the main thing is for our guys to be safe to be no aware, you're saying everything you say coach yes sir yes sir this is important to hear yes sir yeah because coach like you said man you know even here in atlanta man we had something happen here with rachel R. brooks i'm I look for me i take off my atlanta hawks gear or my whatever gear i have on for the day i'm just a black i'm just jr i can be yes, sir. I, you know I, 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 I live in the burbs in atlanta so you know it's not very right. many of me out where i live at right because i'm blessed right. but like you know mm -hmm. like i move differently around so even being a man in my 30s i know i gotta be different than you know i can't just walk around here like it's all good so for a young man to get that lesson at an early age from you absolutely it can help them rush their lives coach for, for sure mm-hmm now, coach, I, I know you're gonna yes, be happy, sir. coach. You're gonna be happy about this, coach. You know, your sister Lana and then Bussy uh, now is at Alcorn State. Uh, I know you get you have, you, have, you, have, you have a tree now, coach. You, you have a tree now. <laughs> so I just feel having a tree now. Having he right in, in the college with you. So so when you play, he knows all your plays. You know, you, so how's that, how's that gonna be for you, man? <laughs> I tell you what, I, I couldn't be happier and more proud of a, of, a, of a young man than Landon Bussey. He really helped us build this program here. He was a, a pillar, um, you know, in, with our program. A lot of, lot of the credit uh, he deserves. Head coaches get most of it or all of it, but he deserves a lot of it. And he helped me be, become a better coach uh, as well, just with his selfless attitude. Uh, nothing was too low for him to do, sweep the floors. I mean, whatever he had to do to help us build our program. He's an unbelievable recruiter, great communicator, great around campus uh, in the various um, factions of our campus, financial aid, housing, academics. I mean, he just, he just was a, he was a, a, a junkyard dog. He did everything for this program. So um, I'm proud of him that he's got an opportunity to move on and, and to fulfill a goal and a dream of his to be a head coach. Um, Obviously, I'm not going to like him a couple nights out of the year once we get into conference play. Uh, I'll, I'll lose some sleep, uh, changing up some of the stuff. We'll, we'll, the, the other teams we play against, we'll, we'll do our normal prayer review stuff. But obviously, when we play against Alcorn, we'll have to change up some things because he, he, he knows our plays better than I do. So, uh, oh, wow. So that, yeah, he does. He really does because, you know, I'm, I'm getting older, getting starting to get a little forgetful. But he, he, he would remember things. But he, he knows our system as well as I do. And uh, we're really proud of him, happy. And, and, and I think that that's the true measure of a coach, not only winning games, but to be able to try to help your assistants get an opportunity to move on and be a head coach too. And I think that when you do that, um, I, I think your work's not in vain. Winning, winning games is important, but also, um, you know, moving other people to higher places. I, I think that's part of it as well. And I think a lot of head coaches – should want to do that. I'm proud to be able to do it here at Prairie View uh, and him at Alcorn. It didn't happen a lot in our league, uh, but hopefully someone else can do that and help one of their assistants get an opportunity to become a head coach. I think it's part of the job, and I'm, I'm very proud to uh, say that we, we did help somebody move on and, uh, and to get an opportunity to be a head coach uh, at a Division One program. So happy for Landon and his family. And when I had him on, Cole, he, so he spoke about how you gave him responsibility. You helped mold him as a coach and make him the coach he is today. So he's so really highly of you and what you meant to him when I had him on in April, man. So I know the love he has for you and the love he, you have for him is for real. I, I can feel it and hear it in both of your voices about each other. Yeah, I, I told him to check. I heard that, 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 that radio interview, too. I told him the check is in the mail. I appreciate him saying nice <laughs> things about me. Uh, but, <laughs> but, no, he, uh, you know, he, he's like he, – you know, he's like a little brother to me. He really is. He's like a little brother. And um, I'm just a good all-around person. I'm just a good all-around person, uh, you know, solid as they come, and just wishing nothing but the best for him moving forward, uh, you know, there at Alcorn. He'll do a great job. And uh, Alcorn is a better is a better place 
today because Landon Bussey is there working, for sure. I, I say that with all sincerity. And, Coach, sometimes your conference as a whole, I feel like, you know, a lot of people sleep on the SWAC conference. But the basketball SWAC is very, very good. I mean, the, the huh? young men are very you're talented. The coaching is hard. You know, games are close each night. And it's no mm -hmm. easy night in, in, in the SWAC conference. A lot of people don't realize that. They look all as a SWAC. Mm -hmm. But, no, the ball you guys are playing and the coach you have in, in your league are top out to one of the guys, for sure. Yeah, I, I agree. I think we, I think uh, coaching is – it's really strong and solid. I got some outstanding young coaches who I think are going to have some opportunities to uh, maybe do some other things at other institutions and the opportunity presents itself. And I definitely think the, the, the players um, are right there on par. I mean, I, we've had a few players here at Prairie View that I've felt that uh, could have easily played in a lot of other conferences uh, that are, you know, considered, you know, higher conferences than Prairie View. So I think uh, the coaching is great. I think the, the, the playing is really good. I think the style of play is really good. I think the, the visibility that we've started to get, I think the respect uh, around the country has kind of increased a little bit. So I, I think swipe basketball is, is, is solid right now. And I, I think we've got a lot more room to, to go and grow. And I think that we will. I'm, I'm proud uh, to be a Southwestern Athletic Conference basketball coach. Uh, and this, this has been a great experience for me at Prairie View and, and looking for many more good years to come. Uh, but definitely, uh, definitely feel good about the fraternity of coaches we have in this league. Um, really strong basketball. Like I agree with you 100%. Coach Smith, good to catch up with you, man. It's been a little too long. We got to keep doing this more often, brother. It was Absolutely. fun. It was fun, man. Absolutely. Anytime you need me, you know where I am. You reach out, and I'm, I'm more than happy to help in any way that I can. Thank you, Coach. Hey, Coach, be safe, man. Talk to you real soon, brother. Okay, appreciate you. Take care. God bless. That's Byron Smith on the Boss Special, people. Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. The debut album from Family Grind ENT, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to do two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip-hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, illstreetrex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today, True Speech and 313 Fresh, Family Grind ENT. Believe in it. Get it. A gorgeous tan from Suntan City gives you an inner glow that relights the fire when you run into your first crush. Vicky, who is that? An old boyfriend. Lucky you just tanned at Suntan City. Lucky he's single. We're doing lunch tomorrow. Won't be single for long then. During Tour of the City, try all five tans, including spray tan, for just $4.99. Restrictions may apply. Click to buy now. When you're a teen, you finally get to make some of your own decisions. Who are you going to hang out with? What do you want to be? Are you going to glance at that text while driving? Remember, a split second is all it takes for something tragic to happen. Be in the zone. Turn off your phone. Visit childrenshospital.vanderbilt.org slash BITZ to learn more about our teen driver safety program. Brought to you by the Monroe Carroll Jr. Children's Hospital at Vanderbilt, the Ford Motor Company Fund, and the Allstate Foundation. It's maybe the night that my dreams might let me know All the stars are closer, all the stars are closer Tell me what you gonna do to me Confrontation ain't nothing new to me You could bring a bullet, bring a sword, bring a morgue But you can't bring the truth to me Alexa, play Kendrick Lamar and SZA Okay With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need Get tens of millions of songs Download the Amazon Music app today yeah, yeah, it's your man, JC, the host with the most, baby, and it goes down each and every Saturday night right here in the city of Memphis. That's right, y'all. It goes down at Clicks Sports Bar Memphis, baby, 3705 Malco Way, Memphis, Tennessee, 38125. Come out and join us, the Three Kings, each and every Saturday night for the liveest karaoke in the city. Everybody gets in free till 10 p.m., only $5 after. Great food. We got drink specials. We got all kind of games, man. We got the pool tables popping. Whatever you want, we got you, man. Come on out. Have a good time with us each and every Saturday night. That's Clicks Sports Bar, Memphis. that your vehicle is a reflection of you. So they design beautifully innovative, stylish cars like the Explorer, Escape, and Fusion to make your journey safer, smarter, and more dynamic. Ford, 
born to roll. Learn more at IamBornToRoll.com. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.